Hello, and welcome to Piecing the Parsha Together. This week's Parsha was by Ishlach, even though it was not recorded in time for the Parsha's Hashavua, the lesson is something that applies far beyond. Last week, in Parsha's Vayetze, tried uh, to share an idea that perhaps one of the things we can have in the Gullus experience is the ability to make the world a better place and to take what's in the world and to elevate it. And that was highlighted by the names of the Shvatim or even the name of the city of Basel. This week's Parsha seems to be a different feel, a perhaps more intensification of the Gullus. If you look at the major topics, the major breaks in the Parsha. The first one is Yaakov's confrontation with Esav, which is preceded by Yaakov's confrontation with Esav's Malach. And even though Yaakov emerges victorious from that um, struggle, certainly with Esav and perhaps even with Esav's Malach, well, my son's Parsha question said no one won, and perhaps that is because it mentions that he hit him in the thigh. And we have the mitzvah of Gitanasha. And the Ramban in that Pasuk says that the reference to the Tzoleal Yerecho is Dor Shel Shmad. That you will have people who don't survive. And then you have the next major subject is Dina being abducted by Shrem. And that is a lengthy story as well. And then Yaakov will return home. Yitzchak will die. Ezev and Yaakov will bury him. Ezev goes first. When the Torah mentions that. And then you have, again, a lengthy discussion of um, Esau's generations as well as Sayer. And actually, I think you could put out one more um, thing that occurred in the Parsha. Yaakov's return home. It says that Leah is going to have Binyamin. And she dies, and she's buried on the road, and <clears throat> that spot specifically is chosen that she can cry over her children uh, as they're being marched to Gullus. That is right before the Toldos of Esav and the Toldos of Seir. So, this week's Parsha seems to have more conflict, more tension. More struggle. It's not to say that Yaakov didn't have challenges in Lavan's house. Um, it appears he did. Certainly, the attempt at trying to cheat him out of his wages, cheat him out of the who he was going to marry, Leo Rachel. But it seems that that was. Um, 
resolved without conflict. And even if Lavan pursues Yaakov and tries to seek him uh, harm, that Hashem comes to Lavan in the middle of the night and says, don't speak to him. So there's a contrast between the two parshios. And there's one more uh, point in this. And this is the, the challenge of how those conflicts are supposed to be handled. And the Ramban says at the beginning of this week's Parsha, it is a Ramban, um, Perak Lamed Bey's Pasuk Dalid. And it says that Esav is going to the land of Seir. He's going to Esav in the land of Seir. And it seems to imply that Esav was further away. He wasn't going to necessarily approach Yaakov. But nevertheless, Yaakov sends the messengers because he is uh, uncertain if Esav will come to him. Then Ban writes, They've, they've jumped on this. They've grabbed a hold of him. It says in Precious Rabbah. It says, Parsha, It says, If he grabbed the ears of the dog, and I think the rest of it is he couldn't let it go, but he couldn't keep hold of it. Of it, he put himself in a in a no win situation, and the Ramban concludes: Amar lo Hakadosh Baruch Hu ledarko hayamahalik. He was going on his way. You sent to him. Here, so says Yaakov. And the Ramban says this has ramifications for the future. As the Ramban says, many of the things that occur in this week's parsha, this is he says alluded to hischalnu. We're falling into Edom, right? The second temple, the kings, they made a covenant with the Romans. And they came to Rome. And that is the Siba. So this seems to be, according to Ramban, a very negative thing. And causes all of his children to have to bow, which has you know sort of plays out maybe in the Hanuk- uh, the Purim story. <clears throat> I think Haman says to Mordechai, I think it's a Gemara, certainly in Megillah. I don't know if Rashi brings it in the Megillah, but why don't you bow down to me? All of your offspring, bow, all of your ancestors bow down to me. And he says, no, I'm from Benyam, and I specifically never bowed. But seemingly this idea of subjugation, and maybe it didn't have to be. And furthermore, if we look at another the, uh, the next challenge that Yaakov has um, with Dina, there is an illusion that that perhaps didn't have to happen that way either. And it says that Yaakov gathers all his children. This is Perak Ahmed Bey's Pasuk Chav Gimel. Yeah, they got up in the night and he took his wives and his, his, his maidservants and his 11 children, 11 yeah, children, and uh, he passes the Meavor Yabok. Rashi says on the 11, where's Dina? It's not, if there's 11 boys, where's Dina? She should be the 12th. So he says he put her on a table, put her in a, in a box. But now he closed it. Shouldn't see her. And he's punished for that. 
Shimon Meachiv, he 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 held her back from his brother Shemetachzian of the Mutav. and she was abducted by Shem. Then, so here it seems Yaakov is trying to avoid something, and he gets punished for that. That the story of Dina maybe didn't have to happen the way it did, certainly. With Shem, you could say that maybe Yaakov uh, making an appeal to Esav in and of itself necessitates that he'll then have to decide to hide her. You know, always difficult to know the you know the 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 original causes of things. But either way, Yaakov makes an action at the beginning of the parsha, which the Ramban says no was not the appropriate thing to do based on a medrash, and that'll have reverberations for the future. And the Bayashani period, they'll bring the Romans in. It's the same idea. And then a little later, he hides Dina, so he tries to avoid conflict there, I guess. And uh, that was also not, I guess, the appropriate action to take, according to Rashi, and therefore she's abducted. And the interesting thing about Dina getting abducted is that Yaakov does not take action in that instance. And there's a length, there's a somewhat lengthy piece from Yaakov Kamenetsky in the Emma's the Yaakov he goes through the story, the piece is Lamed Dalad Yudgimel, and he says that Yaakov felt there was nothing he could do. He didn't want to fight them because he felt that that would be a Chil Hashem for what he stood for. He's going to start killing people. Um, but obviously he couldn't leave her. He said he, he said he couldn't deal with Mirma there. Like he had done with, with Lavon. Not, a, not, a, not an option. So Yaakov ends up refraining from action. But the Shvatim, he doesn't, he allows them to answer Mirma. It's not as much of a reflection on him if they act this way. And they do, and perhaps they take it further, at least further than he wanted when they wipe out the entire city. Yaakov was not happy with that. And the, it appears, according to some, that Yaakov, and this is what Yaakov says, that when he gives them the brachas, that is him further criticizing them. But the criticism there is he says he's going to scatter them. And Rashi says the scattering will make them the teachers of children and the scribes. And how is that in a, a fitting punishment? And... The answer is that their zeal to defend Dina's honor is something that is considered important. And it's worth making those the leaders. You're so you're so concerned. So I don't know if there is a true fault in what they did. Uh, Shimon and Levi wiping out um, Shem there different commentators that will try to find things that make them all liable to death penalty. So it's possible that executing them was not wrong. Yaakov might have felt it wasn't the best representation for the family. And if there's repercussions, which is what Yaakov says, but they're ultimately not faulted the same way. Yaakov maybe thought. So knowing when to fight is not an easy thing. Right, Yaakov, it says at the beginning of the parsha, he davens to Hashem. He sends some, he sends Esav gifts, and he splits up the family in case there needs to be a fight. So we have these different options, and perhaps it is not always clear when 
we're supposed to take one option over the other. And this, I think, can be resolved to a certain degree with a comment that is made at the end of the Parsha that Yaakov says, how am I supposed to um, ever deal with with all of these different descendants that are mentioned, the descendants of Esau, the descendants of Seir, and Shem will, will tell Yaakov that uh, they are straw in your fire, and Asaph is the spark. Yeah, Yosef is the spark, and you can burn the whole thing down with one spark. And that, perhaps, really, is the takeaway message. Yes, there will be challenges in Gaulus. And yes, there will be times where we come out damaged and attacked. And... It will not be clear how we survive. It will not be clear how we persevere. But the takeaway message to remember is that Hashem guides us. And that is perhaps the ultimate message. The, that Rashi is actually Rashi, the beginning of Parshas Vayeshev. It says, in a Rashi Yashan. But, this week's Parsha, I would say, was always something that <clears throat> would dedicate in honor of the birthday of my children. And I can't think of a better message to part to all in the next generation so our experience in Gaulus can have ups and downs it can have times where we seem more prosperous which is Yaakov and Lovin's house is able to amass a whole bunch of wealth and then there are going to be times where there are challenges and times where there's persecution as you see from Parshas Vayishlach and the Dina story might be uh, symbolic of the Hanukkah story. I think I mentioned that last year is a quote from the Orgadel Yahu, idea that you can have affliction even in Eretz Yisrael sometimes. That's the, the ultimate goal, right? And we don't know always how we're supposed to act. And it's not clear, and it's even apparently not clear to Yaakov. But the one takeaway message should be that Hashem ultimately will protect us and it doesn't even require so much from us if we do what we're supposed to do. And Hashem will protect us and lead us through uh, the gallus, no matter how long it is, no matter how dark it gets. And I thank everyone for listening. See you next time.